Reconciling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. During the 40s and 50s, 1940s and 1950s, we had a move that was called the Latter Rain Move, Manifested Sons of God. And during this time, it came sensationalism, where you just name it and claim it, and it's going to come to pass. And true that if you believe the Lord God Almighty, all things are possible to him that believeth. True. Now, believe is the Greek word pisteo. To believe is not just confess with your mouth and believe with your mind and intellectual belief, but with the heart. Now, with the heart's in the spirit. And in the spirit of man, that's where the sin, the body, the sins of the flesh is literally in the person of the sinner. Their godly sorrow working for repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. Repentance is not salvation. Even before the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the price, the blood had not been paid yet. Jesus had not shed his blood, and without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So all those that died prior to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus were held in Abraham's bosom that even believed in God that died in the Lord. They were held in Abraham's bosom, which was also called paradise. So paradise was removed from the garden and fell. Then these souls of them that lived for God were literally gathered into Abraham's bosom. That is, in paradise. Albeit, the ones that did not obey God were into Torah. We see that with the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus, there went into Abraham's bosom. The rich man was into Torah. He was being tormented even before the last day white throne judgment of God, where those that are not found written in the Lamb's book of life, there will be cast into the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That is, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. It's an eternal damnation. Their last enemy that shall be destroyed is death after the millennial, after the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ, all the kingdom age, fulfilling the word of the Lord in Psalm 132.11, that of the fruit of thy body will I, God set upon thy throne, O David, the Lord has sworn in truth unto David. That is a promise that of the fruit of thy body, that of David's body, of the lineage of David, will I, God himself, set upon thy throne, David. Well, that will come to pass in the millennial. Then the manifested sons of God, the doctrine became a name it and claim it. Just simply believe and Ask what you have, so wherever you will, and boom, it's there. But it's based upon that belief. Believe, only believe. Believe is pasteo. It's a state of being, stative, not transitive. Nothing that we do. It's all predicated upon Jesus' work. There, that he that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And righteousness there has to be obeyed 
under righteousness, as we see in Romans 6. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also the free gift is of one. A man lost that only a man can redeem us back. Then reigned by death. Now grace reigns through righteousness. What Jesus has done in and of himself, working salvation in his own body of flesh and blood. Not a second person of the Godhead. And that's what God is restoring the faith that was once delivered to the saints back to the church that these that are seeking God out of a, church, of a pure heart, diligently seeking the Lord our God for the true revelation of Jesus. We find that the perverse things that have been spoken, broken out within the church have been perverse things within the body of Christ. We see it in Pergamos. And there in Pergamos, where Satan's seat is, where Satan dwelleth in Revelation 2. And I say, well, what's Satan doing there? Well, we have allowed these perverse things, uh, these damnable heresies, these doctrines of devils and seducing spirits to come into the church. Paul warned of it. Jesus stated that it would arise false Christ and show great signs and wonders that even if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Jesus stated that, coming in his name, deceiving many. And Paul stated, take heed to yourselves over all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood, God's own blood, Holy Ghost blood. And, of course, Islamic faith says God can't have a son. God has no blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And that's where the mystery of God comes in. The mystery of godliness. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, the God life. 1 Timothy 3.16, For God was manifest in the flesh. Not the Son of God. God himself is manifest in the flesh. Justified in the Spirit. Seen of angels, raised unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in the glory. That's 1 Timothy 3.16. But, of course, before the real, there comes a false forerunner. There is a true latter rain. There is a true doctrine of the manifested sons of God. The manifestation of the sons of God is not until the resurrection of the body, not before then. They are manifested, sons of God, in that they've had the redemption of their body, not spirit, but their bodies. Uh, as we take a look at the work of the ministry in the last days, we want to make sure that we hit that, the mark for the prize. We can't miss it. We have to make sure that a promise does not slip any of us that which should seem to come short of entering into his rest. Hebrews 4. For there remaineth the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given them rest, even I've spoken of another day. He spoke of another day. The time is coming and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. We have to hear the voice. Not only be a hearer of the word, but a doer. Now Paul warned of these times. Even the Former rain, 
that former reign of the Holy Ghost, that the Lord has long patience to receive the reign, both the former and the latter reign, James 5. We see that, we know that. But then what is it? And that's where many have, lifting up their own selves and their own ministries, have literally muddied the true water, the washing of the water of the word. They've muddied the water. But that does not disannul the word of God. Now, Paul stated it would be, Jesus stated it, that they would be rise, false Christ, false anointings. They would go after their own glory. He that speaketh of himself speaketh his own glory. When a man says, you must believe in me in order for these uh, gifts to work or for a healing or manifestation of the spirit, that man is false. We lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus stated, any man speaketh himself, he seeks his own glory. But him that speaketh of him that sent him, there's no unrighteousness in him. Just as Jesus said, he that believeth on me, believes not on me, but on him that sent me. That is, Jesus is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood in the days of his flesh. <clears throat> but he did not stay there. Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Not made equal. He's always been God in all of his attributes. From the Allah through the Tav, From the A to the Z. But he made himself of no reputation. That means every attribute of God that Jesus is. He made it of no reputation. A self-imposed limitation upon all the attributes. So that he emptied out of his glory. A self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit. To redeem us, he had to have a man. A man lost that only a man can redeem us back. But there's only one Lord there. There's only one God. But they've denied the only Lord God. And that's where the problem has come in. That there have been several forerunners, just as false Christ forerun Jesus and the first coming, and that suffering Messiah. And Gamaliel pointed it out in the book of Acts that some followed them and it all came to naught. But if it be of God, then we find ourselves wrestling against God. But if it be not of God, it'll come to naught. And that's what most of the ministries that have said, look at me. I'm the one that's bringing in the last day, move of God, the latter rain, whatever the case is, have all fell by the wayside. Why well, it's come to naught. Every doctrine there is in a false doctrine of Christ has some type of scripture that they base and predicate their doctrine on. Apologetics. They'll take a scripture, for example, the never die doctrine. It said, He that believeth on me shall never die. And though a man were dead, yet shall he live. It's talking about the resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection of the light. Well, there came out. I never die, doctor. If you believe on Jesus, you'll never die. And of course, they literally stated that that in a person believing that, and a believer truly believes it, would never taste of death. That is when the man was to die, and after that, the judgment. But they denied that. It perverted it. And this 
is why it's so essential to be led of the Holy Ghost. Because if we do not rightly divide this word of God through the spirit of God, not through the natural mind, not through the study of Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, Latin, no matter what we do in the study of the scriptures and the natural languages, original manuscript, the letter kills, but the spirit gives the life. Scriptures does not in itself interpret scripture. Only the Holy Ghost interprets those scriptures. For example, is it, is it God's will that all be healed? No. Jesus went about healing all manner of sickness and disease. When he prayed there, laying hands on the sick, they recovered. He spoke the word. They were healed. But yet, we find that they came to Jesus and said, this man was born blind. Who sinned? Naturally, because the diseases and all these spirits of infirmity, sickness, and disease are because of man's fall. Now, who did sin that this man was born blind? Him or his parents? Which one? And Jesus said, neither, that the works of God would be made manifest. Now only the Holy Ghost can reveal that. Here's a time to be born and a time to die. For example, you have a prayer line. We've ran many, many prayer lines over some 47 years in ministry. Believe in God, and we believe in divine healing. Of course there is. Lay hands on the sick, shall recover. Drink any deadly thing, will not hurt them. And that is definitely of the gospel the gospel of Jesus Christ. And these signs shall follow them to believe. We do not follow the signs. That's where many have erred, thinking we follow the signs, not the Lord giver, the Lord that gives the signs. We follow the signs. And when we do that, then it becomes a sideshow. Lights, camera, action. Then uh, the so-called... Uh, Dancing chicken there, uh, the talent has to perform. And because it's not him, he's not and cannot heal anyone. It's through the Spirit of God only. In the name of Jesus Christ, being led of the Spirit of God, that it comes to fruition, that we see the end result. Now, let's take, for example, man is born. Is a time to be born, a time to die, a season for everything, and under the sun. And it's time for that person to leave this world. He's fulfilled his testimony, and it's time to die. He gets in a prayer line. Obviously, wants to be healed. Well, that's a season in his life. It's a time for him to die, to leave this present physical world into the spiritual. And there he goes there, and the so-called uh, prophet or apostle or bishop or whatever the case is, that is supposed to be, quote-unquote, in a healing ministry, not a ministry of Jesus, but a healing ministry, that he lays hands on him, he speaks the word over there, you're healed. And he pronounces him, you're healed. A few days later, he dies. Okay? Because that was a season in his life. 
that was the time. He was a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap the harvest that which is planted. There's a time for every season under the sun. Well, if it's a time for that person, that believer in the Lord Jesus Christ to die, well, then the Lord's going to call him home. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. But yet the man who claimed to have the healing ministry proclaimed him healed, and yet he died. Well, only the Holy Ghost in the truth would know and say that, friend, the Lord is calling you home. And we want to shout and praise God for you and not give him that you're healed because it's that season in his life. Only the Lord, God himself, can reveal that. So he does not give that to any man. Only Jesus uh, was the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. All five of the offices and ministrations of the anointing of God in the fivefold ministry was manifest in Jesus Christ alone. Now, there are different ministrations, but the same spirit. He said first in the church, apostles. Secondarily, prophets. If you're a prophet, you're not an apostle. If you're an apostle, you're not a prophet. Teachers. Then we have gifts of healings, gifts of miracles. Then we have helps and governments. And then that tongues. All of these do all have the same gift. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? They all have the gifts of healing. The answer is no. Then why? If we have just a quote-unquote healing ministry. Well, there are gifts that are giving and gifts of healing. There we find in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. But the person does not heal. Only God does. And this is where we start following the signs and not the giver himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. We get in trouble. Because he only knows the seasons. Only God knows the seasons that we are in. Therefore, we start talking about the latter rain movement. Name it and claim it. It's based upon faith. And God has dealt to every man the measure of faith according to the will and purpose of God for that individual. And therefore, to do the will of God, that individual believer must Find the will of God, the purpose for his life, and do it. If we do not, then we do not have access into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was very explicit in that, stating that not all of us saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those that do the will of God. Now, because of the 40s and the 50s, 1940s, 1950s, we had all these so-called healing ministries. Pretty well come to knock. And then that got transformed into uh, the name it and claim it. And totally sensational. Because those that God uses, the tree, the true believers in God, are the ones that are broken and contrite in spirit. They lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and not themselves. They are servants to the body of Christ. They do not lift up themselves as some great healer 
are a manifestation of the power of God. That's where we set up gods over the body of Christ and follow the man rather than follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to be very, very careful. Paul warned of this, just as Jesus did. Peter warned of it. Jude warned of it. Notice that each one talked about a time that there was coming a time after Paul's departure. He's already stated in Acts 20, verse 28, in that Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost, the former reign that we read about in Acts, the second chapter, the Holy Ghost is given on the day of Pentecost. And the woe of those that's had that Pentecostal experience have been baptized in that Holy Ghost and that with fire. Acts 2, 4, filled with the Holy Ghost. But to be born again of the water and the Spirit, it was given by Peter in Acts 2, 38. Men and brother, what must we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Not because your sins are remitted, but for the remission of your sins. That the heart, that is in the Spirit, and be circumcised, the body, the sins of the flesh, cut off by baptism. That's Romans 2, 28 and 29. That is, is a true Jew. That's in Romans 6, 1 through 6. That's in Colossians 2, 10 through 12. That only through the circumcision by baptism, in the name of Jesus Christ, does a man believe with his heart. Circumcised, there the body, the sins of the flesh, cut off, circumcised, by the circumcision made without hands through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead by, by baptism, Colossians 2.12. And many have tried to literally cut that out of the gospel, saying that it is only by faith, but that is a work. It's not a work. It's faith in the operation of God claimed by Paul in Colossians 2.12. Many ways that we've missed the mark that God's calling us now to obedience under righteousness. Now we find that grace reigns through righteousness and righteousness has to be obeyed. We find it in Romans 6, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are you the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, that righteousness is now revealed from heaven, from faith to faith, progressive. Now, we're not in that season of Passover anymore. Jesus fulfilled it, death, burial, and resurrection of that Lamb of God. Getting his own blood, righteous, righteous, holy blood, there to redeem us that were under the law. After he fulfilled the law as a man, he is that servant. God made himself of no reputation to become that servant. That servant is God. Isaiah 43.10, you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. That man is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is God. And he said before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. We have to return back to that doctrine of Christ. Everything else is a lie. 
can, even though it's sensational and in spiritualism, will go out and take a form of godliness and bring it to the people that they are some, uh, as Elamus in the book of Acts, that there's some great man, son of God, a bishop or an apostle or something, with a healing or to lead the God's people into the truth that only they have in an esoteric belief. But we find it comes to naught. Why? Because it is a body movement. And those that will be greater in the kingdom of God will be servant of all. That's the paradox. You want to be used in the kingdom of God, become the servant. And that's where we have missed it. Paul warned of these men that would come in. And he stated in Acts 20, 28, take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood, God's own blood, Holy Ghost's own blood. That's God himself. There, in the very next verse, he said, but immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock among you, among the church, bringing in these perverse things. Paul warned of it. We see it again in Jude. Jude talked about it. He talked and said very, very plainly in Jude that, and I'll read it to you, very short. Epistle of Jude, stating that we should earnestly contend for the faith, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. The question is, what is that faith? The true revelation of Jesus Christ that we have left, that God will restore to those that seek him diligently with a pure heart. They will see God. And he states it here in Jude Verse 4, for there are certain men crept in unawares. They subtly came in to the body of Christ, just as Paul said immediately after his, his departure, this would happen. Jude is confirming it. Who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, condemned ungodly men turning the grace of our Lord Jesus into lasciviousness, unlawful affection. What? And denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And our Lord Jesus Christ, that end is Kai, which is even our Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one Lord. There's one body, one spirit, in whom you're calling, one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God, who's the Father of us all, above all, and in us all, the Father of glory, that is Jesus Christ. You see, in the days of his flesh, he was made and under law to redeem us that were under law. That servant is God Almighty, the Lord. As you see in Isaiah 43, 10 through 15, the Holy One of Israel, not the Holy Trinity. And in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, it's Jesus Christ, who's in the form of God, not, not robbery, to be equal with God in all of his attributes that made himself of no reputation. It took on him the form of a servant, God himself. 
and being found in what? In the likeness of man. In the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man. God himself in fashion as a man. Humble himself to the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath exalted, highly exalted him. Just as Jesus stated in John 2, 19. Destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. I will raise it up. The Jews said 46 years were they in building this temple. You're going to raise it up in three days. Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He rose it up in three days. And he's declared to be the son of God through the spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1, verse 3 and 4. Oh, that same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's actually 36. There, Jesus in the days of his flesh is that servant. He raised his own body up. He took the ordinances of that law after he was tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin, fulfilled the law in every aspect of the law, then took the ordinances of it and nailed it to his cross, thereby breaking down that metal wall of partition that was contrary to us, thereby making one new man. That new man is Jesus Christ, or quickening spirit. Somebody said, no, he's a man. He's just a glorified man. He's at the right hand of God. No, friend, uh, you've missed it. You deny the only Lord God, the Spirit of God that Jesus is. Jesus is the Lord. The Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. And that's where we missed it. The second person to Godhead doesn't exist. Therefore, God, through his judgments, are revealing his righteousness now. For when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, the true God. The eternal life, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate. First Timothy 6.15. That's the Almighty, who only hath immortality. That's Jesus only. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That man is God. He's entered into the light which no other man can, nor can even see or even enter into. First Timothy 6.15 and 16. Who is he? That man, Christ Jesus, after he fulfilled the law, manifest God, manifest in the flesh. There he had to pray to the Father because he, as a man, is in our stead, our kinsman redeemer. And even though Jesus is that spirit, the spirit of God, the Father of glory, the same spirit that he claimed in John 10, 30, and my Father are one. We're one and the same spirit. Yet he emptied out of glory to become a man, not to work as spirit, but to work as a man, because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. God himself became that man. We see that in Isaiah 59, 16. Isaiah 63, 5. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Because all, all were conceived in sin, shape, and iniquity, none good, no, not one. He had to have a perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God a man that was perfect, sinless, spotless, in order to die for mankind. But all had sinned and come short of the glory of God. So God was amazed he could find no man. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to himself. 
the arm of flesh, his own literal servant that he chose, who is God himself, brought salvation to himself, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Well, Christ is God. That's true. First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is God. God is that spirit. The Old Testament prophets all prophesied by that spirit of Christ that was in them. Well, when it signified, testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. Not a Christ junior, but Christ the spirit is Christ the man. So, in that uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19, can we say that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself? That God was working salvation in and of himself? Yes. Christ, the spirit, was in Christ, the man, literally reconciling the world back to himself, the true Christ, the eternal God, almighty, Jesus Christ. There's only one Messiah, one Christ, one Lord, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, Christ is the, the, the spirit that became a man and went back to his former glory. That's the doctrine of Christ. You have to know the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. The height, he's the spirit of God. He is the father of glory. The depth, he became a man, a servant. Who is a servant? Isaiah 43.10, prophet tells us exactly who he is. You are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Thus saith the Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that's the man Christ Jesus, made it under the law, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he, the Lord God Almighty, is that servant. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 43, 15, not a holy trinity. That's the faith that God is restoring to the church now. In the true revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in our Bible. There, we were warned of this. Paul said immediately after his departure, the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost, grievous wolves should come in, not sparing the flock among you, bringing in perverse things. Notice the same thing that Jude said. Well, there are certain men crept in among the body of Christ, unawares, who before ordained of this Condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God. Who is that? The Lord Jesus Christ, the one Lord. Notice what Peter said the same thing. We're turning back to that faith that was once delivered to the saints. That has to be where we in the body of Christ are to earnestly contend for that faith. The faith, not just a faith. The faith. Look at Second Peter. And that second chapter said the same thing. How can we miss it? Jesus stated it. Paul stated it. Jude stated it in his epistle. Peter states it in his epistle. 
He says, Second Peter, second chapter, verse one, but there but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, among the church, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, not just heresies, facts and sects and apologetics that are perverse, but they're damnable. They'll cost a person their soul. Even what? Denying the Lord that bought them. Who bought you? The Lord Jesus Christ. We're bought. We're bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. Not with corruptible things, the silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And bring upon themselves what? Wealth. Destruction. Those that are mastery. Strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. Why? For we shall receive the greater condemnation. There's a condemnation, a damnable heresy. Bringing upon ourselves swift destruction if we do not bring the body of Christ, the true living gospel of Jesus Christ. And many shall follow there, not just some, many shall follow their pernicious ways, their ungodly ways these perverse things, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. By reason of whom, why? The weight of truth shall be evil spoken of. Oh my. And through covetousness, money being the whole root of it, shall they with feigned words, these boasting words, feigned words of man's wisdom, shall make merchandise of you. They're doing it for money. Why? Whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Peter said they will, they will be damned. You just, well, they missed the mark a little bit. Surely God will have mercy. No, he won't. He will not. You bring in a damnable heresy. You bring in the first thing that's outside and sensationalism to the word of God, God does not need our help to build faith. Faith is given to every man according to the purpose and will of God. You either you either abide in that calling of God when you're called, or you get into sensationalism. You do that to bring honor to yourself, glorifying yourself. And he that speaketh himself seeks his own glory. But you'll find them. I did this. I did I, 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 I. And when you do that, then you're lifting up self and not the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's muddied the water in the last day work of the ministry. Is there a true latter rain? Of course there is. And Zechariah 10, 1. Ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So will the Lord make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. We've had the former rain moderately, but God will cause to come down the last great rain of his strength. There, even those, these that have brought in these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, bringing many away as false prophets, denying the Lord Jesus Christ. How did they do it? Well, John tells us exactly how they did it. In 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4, he said, Try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Try them. Don't be deceived. 
because there are many false prophets that's entered into the world. How do you know what's the truth? John stated in his epistle, 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4, any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, not has come, is come. That's a present imperfect tense, is come. It means he is still coming and it hasn't been perfected yet. It's still coming in the flesh. That is, uh, that body of Christ is still being uh, literally brought into and the birth of the kingdom of God and the growth of the kingdom of God is going further and further and greater and greater in number. Jesus Christ is still coming in the flesh. Christ is still coming in the flesh. The promise of the Father that Jesus said, you've heard of me. In Acts, the first chapter, the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is that spirit. Before, in the days of his flesh, he was a man. But when he went back to his former glory, he is that spirit, the one spirit of God, Jesus Christ. And there we see in Galatians 4, verse 6, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Who is this? Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Jesus Christ is that spirit. First John 5, 20, the son of God is come. The son of God is come in the flesh. The son of God has come and given us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. First John and that epistle ends with an amen. What is it? It's the doctrine of Christ. Any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ, which is only one. Christ is that spirit that manifests himself in a body of flesh and blood as Christ the man, and then went back to his former glory as Christ. So it behooved Christ to suffer and that he would rise again in repentance and remission of sins uh, should be preached in his name. But notice that Christ, it behooved Christ to suffer and to enter into his glory. What? Christ's glory. We see that in Acts 2.36. Who's born in the city of David? Christ, the Lord. That's God manifest in the flesh, Emmanuel. But after his death, burial, and resurrection, he went back to where he was before, glorified by the Father's own self. Not beside the throne, in the throne. First, when you see that in Revelation 3, verse 21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's where I prepared a place for you. Where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, literally set in a position, but S-E-T always has been God, always will be God, and am set down with my Father in his throne. Not beside it, not around it, in it. He is the Lord God Almighty. Beside him, there's no other God. He knows not any. Deuteronomy 32. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is that servant, Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. He is that blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God, 
1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He is that same Jesus whom you crucified, that all the house of Israel know assuredly, without a shadow of a doubt. Acts 2, 36. That same Jesus whom you crucified, the man, God has made him both Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ the Holy Ghost, just as Jesus stated in the days of his flesh to his uh, disciples. I pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you coverless. I will come to you. He did it. Christ in us. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. That spirit is of God. Any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, is come in the flesh, is not of God, but is that spirit of Antichrist. Many do not realize that unknowingly they have been duped into a Trinity gospel which does not exist in God's calling, the true body of Christ. And to the revelation of Jesus Christ, the true God in eternal life, Jesus only, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, Spirit of God, the Lord, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, which is Jesus Christ, Jesus only, Revelation 1.8. There, we need to come together in the body of Christ. There is a latter rain movement. There is a true manifestation of the Son of God and the sons of God. And that's given to us in Romans 8. Who are they? Notice, waiting for the whole earnest expectation of the creature, all creation, moans and goans and pains into uh, the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope. Why? This is Romans 8, verse 23. Verse 21 through 23. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaned and travaileth in pain together until now. Presently, sales still going on. And not only they, but also ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. What is the manifestation of the sons of God? Not until our bodies are resurrected the manifestation of the sons of God, to wit, which is the redemption of our bodies. That's a resurrection. Then and only then will we be glorified with the Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. You'll see that again in Second Thessalonians, uh, that first chapter, which, when in the Lord Jesus coming, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, watch it, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 10. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed, 
in that day for all also. We pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Why? That the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the one and true God that we must turn to, that he is the Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. Well, there you have it. Neighbor, we need to come together, the body of Christ coming together. We need to work together, bringing this gospel, the true gospel, to the world. We pray for you, each one of us, all of us, in the body of Christ, that God would perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There, contact me so that we can work together. You'll get it on the websites. You'll get it on the information at the end of this podcast. But please, don't procrastinate. Let's work together. I look forward to meeting you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.